Hello dear friends, welcome back to the SR66 Report, a podcast on culture and society, technology and the economics of connectedness. Today is March 2nd, 2022, and um, we are just, uh, we're just about to move out of a major health crisis and here we are, do we see that war is erupting in Europe? Uh, meanwhile, France is one of the leading countries in the world and a member of the Security Council. Uh, France is preparing to elect its new head of state in less than 40 days. While all the attention has been on Ukraine in the last few days, and for very good reasons, a new report has been made public in the, on Monday by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, a United Nations body tasked to assess the science related to climate change. And this report, just to summarize it, makes uh, five points. The first point is that there is an increase in the effects of climate change and it's becoming more and more obvious. Uh, the second point is that the world is adapting and more measures are taken to combat climate change, which leads to the third point, which is that these adaptations remain unfortunately largely insufficient. However, uh, that's the fourth point. There are solutions. And the report talks about climate resilient developments, which the report uh, um, emphasizes and the report makes that fifth point that uh, these solutions uh, could be based on indigenous knowledge and uh, that report focuses on Africa. So the key takeaway from this report is how these effects will cause major refugee movements and the IPCC warns how climate change will force many populations to move. A few years ago already, many of us were wondering why the Syrian turmoil was causing such a serious and, and sudden refugee crisis, while most political analysts were emphasizing the political side of the equation, there was a deeper dynamic at play. The Center for Climate and Security, a, a Washington-based organization, cited a link between global warming and what happened in Syria. It even mentioned the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which predicted how yields of rain-fed crops in Syria would decline between 29 and 57% from 2010 to 2050. To make matters even worse, the relentless pressure of financial speculation on global derivative instruments almost doubled food prices during the same period, making poorer populations even more vulnerable in countries dependent on imports for their food supply. Uh, th this was especially true for Syria. So this, br this brings us to the current war in Ukraine. The UN estimates that 700,000 civilians have fled 
Ukraine, the European Union expects 4 million people may flee out of uh, uh, the uh, Ukraine. So, the, so of course, the, the EU is making it easy for refugees to enter the, the European Union. However, what is happening right now with the refugee crisis out of Ukraine, um, this, is, this is a situation that many countries in um, places of conflict in Africa or other places in the world, this is a situation that is not new for many of these places. And in fact, the conflict that we're seeing in Ukraine because of the role of Ukraine as a producer of wheat and other key food products, this will have a major impact on food prices globally. Today, in fact, we're going to have the release of the food index by the uh, United Nations uh, FAO, and that uh, should unfortunately confirm a trend that we had already noticed a few weeks ago, which is the the fact that food prices are going back to what they were 10 years ago, and which caused major disruptions um, all around the world, especially in places that are food dependent and in countries which have uh, a very very high dependence, uh, external dependence on f- for on food. So this is where we are right now, and um, let me know what you think. Looking forward to to talking to you. Uh, bye.